No pressure, no we, internet to break on us. That's right. We're recording and we have lots of battery and we're not even using the internet to do this. Yeah. It's so weird. We still, we still need this battery to work on this laptop. <clears throat> it's I charge it up, so it should right. be... And my phone's even charged, finally. Yeah, it's at 100%. So mm. no problems. I'll move the brightness a little bit. So am I allowed to look at like game lists in general or something? I, I, maybe I should just go from... You should play as if you were listening at home. Well, you can listen at home looking, I think. You could. Okay, uh, this is... Uh, let's do a clap. Wait, we don't need to do a clap. We don't. We're all synced no, up. We're all... This is like a, a dumbass start <laughs> opening. <laughs> been too long it, and it, last time we did this was, was not when you lived in california uh no well the last time you and i did radio trivia together it was for the telephone last year so we did a oh, live yeah. version That's true. it's like very hurried you know yeah. but um yeah to do one i mean to do one in person at Shoulder all is really rare yeah. but then um this is a special episode because i picked out games and songs and you're going blind yeah I, this didn't work out for me so well with uh, casey and perry so uh, <laughs> i heard i heard well, but, I mean, we'll you, did, you apply your process always and i know your process well enough to kind of have that in mind when i pick out these uh yeah these things. screw with me and, uh, and her tip is off i try to give you i try to make it fair i yeah. try to give you things that you might possibly be able to figure out of course, if you don't know any of the games that were released over the last year, it makes it hard to... <laughs> it depends. I, I'm tired. I always mix in some retro stuff. Yeah. So. Okay, well, we'll check it out. Either way, it's going to be a fun time. Got five games. Absolutely. Three songs. Uh, play along with me. You know, try to figure out the game. Uh, and Johnny, I think, has prepared some hint questions. So, of course. The whole uh, shebang. It's the whole shebang. And uh, I hope you consulted the list. I did. Uh, you bet. All right. So... Let's go on, and I have not listened but to any of these yet. What you mean by that, by the way, we should explain. That means there's no repeats here. So there shouldn't be all, any repeats. Right. These are these are all games that you've never used before, and you have that that thread in the NWR forums where you keep track, right. and it's all spoiler-texted, and putting these uh, together, putting together a suggestion or something, including for people, you know, listener suggestions, you should always cross-reference with that forum thread and make sure that the thing you want to hear has never been used before, because... In the past oh ten years, uh, there's a good chance it has been. It's, yeah. it's, it can be tough to find new games, but uh, there's a lot of games in, in history. There are, and now that Nintendo has a, like a thriving platform, they're mm-hmm. coming way too right. fast. So. Yes, it is tempting to do just a bunch of new games. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's the first game song one. I have no idea what this is going. Here we go. <laughs>
Um, I, I feel like I should be in some sort of Euro club right now. Yeah, in the 80s. Yeah. Yes, yeah, with lasers. Pew, 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 pew. Not that kind of laser. <laughs> Sweeping overhead. Sweeping overhead. Yes. Okay. Well, I really don't think I've played this game, but I have a kind of a guess. But we'll, we'll see. It's going to be a shot in the dark, I think. Well, remember the, the, uh, the first game is usually a little bit easier, so... I'm... yeah. That's true. I have hope for you. You do? All right. Yeah, I'm not yeah. trying to completely... Well, maybe the second song will be totally different. We'll see. Song. I mean, it feels like it's shifting gears every right. measure or two. Yeah. I don't know if it's because it's dynamic or, or what, but um, really weird stuff. Yeah. Really weird stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, I definitely have an idea. I don't think I played it, but 
kind of going on reputation here. Um, okay. But I think Question Might Help. Yeah, and the third song is definitely more recognizable than these first two, so I, I think you might have a shot. But here is your hint question. This series was spawned on a Sony platform. What similar game from the same producer was released for Nintendo fans just a few months later? Okay, then I think I have the right game. And I've never played this before, if that's what I'm thinking it is. We'll see.
feel weird feeling confident about a game that I've never played before, it's never a, heard the music it's a for. Bold step to I, guess it, it, a game it, it, that it you've is, never played but, or heard. But <laughs> the hint question kind of falls in line with what I'm thinking here. So, all right, let's I'm, hear it. I'm going with Luminous. Okay. Um, Luminous has never been released on a Nintendo. Actually, platform. it has. I thought, or is it coming up on Switch? It's called Luminous Remastered. Luminous Remastered. Yes, yeah. it was released for the Switch, and you are correct. Oh, okay, you're not you're schooling me. <laughs> and, and, the, and the hint question answer will be Medios, I believe. That's right. Yes. So, um, Luminous yeah. and Medios. Okay, Medios. so I'm, I wasn't wrong. Yeah, Very good. both designed, produced by Tetsuya Mizuguchi. Um, who also is famous for Res and Space Channel Number Five, things like that. Yeah. Um, I've been thinking about Luminous recently because I picked it up over the summer when it came out on Switch. Didn't play it much. Um, I, I, I'm pretty mild on Luminous in general. Billy was like a huge fan back then. A lot of people dig it hard, and part of it's the music is not completely my cup of tea. Um, most of the tracks are kind of vocal, like the, the third one that you heard there. That's mm-hmm. called Shine In. It's the most popular song in Luminous, I think. Um, the other two were some for some um, some like extra modes, um, so they're they're kind of like interstitial music, but they have kind of a different feel that I enjoyed. But um, I've been thinking about Luminous lately because I've been playing the Tetris Effect, uh, which is only on PS4, um, but uh, it it very much carries forward the musical style of Luminous, but I think the songs are generally better and they're much more interactive. They're more dynamic than in Luminous. Um, which is cool. And then um, the gameplay, uh, of course it's Tetris, but the flow of the gameplay and the feel of it and the way that it interacts with the sound effects that that click as you rotate things and move pieces around, that feels very much to me like Meteos, which of course is also a Sakurai game. Right. Uh, so here with Smash Brothers coming out and Tetris Effect just, just came out, I thought this is a good time to sneak in Luminous. Um, which is now finally available on a Nintendo platform. No, oh, it's remastered. Oh, yeah, it is remastered. Uh, but uh, but yeah, of course that was the, like a huge PSP hit. It was oh like, yeah, it was, it was like, like it was like the PSP game for a long time. Yeah, and, and you know, being the family back, I was probably wondering, like, eh, I'm not gonna play Luminous. Yeah. But uh, you know, time heals all wounds, and uh, sure, Luminous is cool. I mean, I would recommend checking it out. I mean, I know you like puzzle games. If you like, if you like that kind of like European style, I mean, this is all, it's, I think, mostly Japanese composed music, but it is kind of a European synth style um, for the most part. Uh, it's not totally my cup of tea, but uh, I think it's very good, very well done. Um, it's a good slick package. It's cheap, portable. Um, so, yeah, I, I like Luminous fine. I do think, especially now having played a good bit of both, I'm, I still think Medios is much better, and I would absolutely love to see a Medios remastered. But I don't think Mizuguchi or Sakurai, either one of them, uh, have the rights to it. I think THQ was involved with that somehow. Really? Yeah, because they. I think it was THQ. They ended. Uh, it doesn't sound. I thought it was Nintendo well, published. They, so it wasn't Nintendo published. Oh uh, well, maybe it was, but they did eventually. Um, Make a Medios two or a Disney a Disney Medios. Oh yeah. That was a sequel that was not as good, and I don't think Sakurai was involved with it. Um, and uh, and I thought THQ published that. So yeah, I don't know who owns yeah. the rights. It's probably kind of just like distributed it or something in North America. Could be. Sometimes those weird things can happen. But Medios is a is a unique game, and you know, not that's not the one we played here. But uh, I do want to put the call out to the universe that a Medios remastered. 
needs to happen. That, that game needs to be downloadable for the first time, and I would like to see it on a modern system. And, no, uh, Switch has a touchscreen. You know, the music is great, the graphics are great, the gameplay is so cool, you're, you're launching the blocks up like rockets. Um, Luminous is, is not that exciting to me, but it is still it's more abstract. It is, yeah. It's more like Tetris. It, Luminous is the game that um, was made at a time when Mizuguchi supposedly wanted to make a Tetris game with these musical elements incorporated, and he couldn't get the license at the time, so he made Luminous instead, which is similar in some ways. Yeah. All right, we're going to go on to the second game. All right. I'm not stuck. That's good. <laughs> I like that. Thank you, Johnny, for, for uh, not choosing something super you obscure. You intuited very well. Yeah. Militaristic, but also mm. a bit too peppy to be just sort of militaristic. So definitely like 80s NES style <laughs> military game. <laughs> uh, let's go to the second uh, song here. Thank you. 
Well, that one isn't familiar, but it sure is fun. Mm -hmm. I like that one. All right, so so here's the hint question. Yeah, um, I got to tell you, I think this one's a little bit tough. But um, the hint question, what is novel about this product's upcoming free downloadable content? Yes. All right. I don't remember the answer to that, but I know this game. Okay. Well, that third song to me was a pretty good giveaway 
Um, but that's because this game is SNK collect, 40th Anniversary Collection or whatever the name correct. of the game is. Um, Another correct yeah, guess yeah, so, of a game that you have not played, I'm guessing. Oh, I played a little bit of E3. Okay, they had it on display at E3. I played Chris Dallas, which our third song's yes, from. Yes, and while yes. I, I doubt I heard much of the music for the other games, but there's a whole bunch of like military themed junk games right. so, in this collection. So, so the, uh, a lot of the games that are in SNK 40th Anniversary, which I uh, don't have myself, but I'm, I'm looking to get it soon because it seems like a pretty awesome collection of mostly of games I've never played and don't yeah. know much about, but that's not necessarily an impediment. Um, but uh, yeah, a lot of them were arcade games, and in some cases they, actually I think a lot of cases on this collection, these games also had an NES version that is much worse and has pretty distinct music because the NES sound hardware, of course, couldn't do the kinds of things they were doing in the arcade, and so um, you end up getting a lot of NES bit tunes you know, that are made by SNK, which I thought was kind of novel, and most of them are things I had not heard before. So the first one is from Guerrilla War, mm. the NES version of Guerrilla War, which is most assuredly not the good version, but... Very militaristic. I think I was on point there. Uh, yeah, they... I, th- I mean, I think the the music for these NES ports might be the best thing about them. Because sure the graphics and the controls did not stand up well to the arcades, but the music... Yeah, I can tell you, like, playing for five... Uh, one minute of these, each of these games on the E3 show room floor, that was abundantly clear. Although... I think there was a bug in the demo, mm-hmm. or, or at least the version I had that was a handheld, in handheld mode, portable mm-hmm. mode, was running at like half speed or something. Oh no! So that didn't help either. I'm sure they fixed but that. I'm by sure now. they fixed that. Yeah. But um, even without that, it was pretty clear that those NES games were the inferior yes. version of the game. Yes, that's fair. But you know, I think um, the the soundtracks to them though are merit <clears throat> inclusion. Sure. You know, because um, even though it may be less fidelity than what the arcade hardware could produce, because they had to rearrange them, you end up getting these sort of original eight-bit yeah. uh, songs. So I, I quite like these. So yeah, the first one was from Guerrilla War. The second from Ikari Warriors 2 Victory Road. The, the NES version of that? Yes, the NES yeah. version, which was a very popular game that I'd never really played much of when I was a kid, but I used to see it around a lot. It seemed like it sold well. Is that, that's an overhead... Scrolling shooter? Totally, yeah. It's like Commando. It's like a Capcom's Commando game or something okay. like, or Smash TV, you know, that sort of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's an over the over the over over the top like bird's eye view kind of action game where you're shooting guys. And okay, you're not what I was thinking. Grenades. Okay, I was thinking just like an airplane flying over a shooting thing. It's no, a it's more dynamic. Though. Yeah, you're on the ground and you're moving around in all directions, and it's I think it's not auto scrolling. Oh, so it cool, is okay. kind of you are marching. It's very linear, but you are kind of going up on this path, um, okay. and you control the flow of the of the action. Yeah, a little cool. bit. And then yeah, the third one, like you said, was from Crystalis, which um, has been used before on Radio Trivia. But I thought this seems like an acceptable cheat. It because, is a cheat. Yes. Uh, the um, uh, this is the first time uh, in, a, in a very long time that Crystalis has been easily available um, through legal means. The Game Boy Color version, which I think is the one you're more familiar with. I went back and listened to episode 15 yes, from many game. years ago, which is when you and James Jones, um, wow. James selected Crystalis and, and played some pretty familiar, like, major songs from yeah. it. Um, but I mean, even, you know, Crystalis is, um, 
a bit obscure as NES games go, um, but it is one that a lot of us, you and me both, uh, hold dear to our hearts. And the NES version um, I got as a gift, I think, back around 1990-91 when it came out, and um, absolutely adored it and just played the crap out of it. Yeah, I only played the Game Boy Color version. Not as good. That's what I've been told. But it was portable. It was portable. I didn't know any better. I enjoyed it. I played through it all. And I suspect, I mean, well, I don't suspect. I think someone was talking about it on RFM recently. And and they did smooth over some of the, like, the guidance. I mean, the the translation is better or the... Yeah, they rewrote it. They rewrote it. So it's a little easier to tell what to do. I mean, they're... It telegraphs yeah. what you're supposed to do a little better. Than, yeah, I, I don't, I don't like the localization much, but like I do appreciate that they tried to make it a little less obtuse. I mean, there's no shame in a game like this. There's no shame in looking up. Where do I go next? Because that's just not something that the designers or the localizers back then had. Yeah. They gave a lot of thought to, and I think by modern standards, yeah, it's it's not a big deal to go look it up. Otherwise, you're going to waste a lot of time running around just checking every single place you've ever been to see if anything's different. And back then, that's what we did, you know. But like, I I wouldn't do that again if I, <laughs> if I play through it. And I I intend to play through Crystals again. It is a fantastic game. A little buggy. Even the original version did not run all that well on NES. I would. I know they. They, um, they've talked about patching some screen tearing in, in the 40th uh, anniversary collection uh, specifically mm. to help improve Crystalis. I would love to see them make it run better. Like, even if it's a, an extra mode, you know, or if yeah. there's some toggles you can turn on just to adjust your experience, I'd love to see them make it actually run a lot better than it ran on NES, if that's possible. Um, but, uh, Regardless, great game. Um, particularly great soundtrack, and um, that is something that the Game Boy Color version destroyed. They completely replaced the soundtrack uh, with new, like new compositions that suck. So <laughs> I want to see a, that one. My final shame, but, but uh, uh, maybe not. Yeah. So that that song is from Tower in the Sky, which actually you did play back on episode 15, but it was in the background behind you and James talking oh, about the game. And it didn't sound that great, like it's faded and you can't yeah. hear some of the better elements of the song. So I thought it deserved to be moved into the foreground a little bit this okay. time. That's oh, from the a long time. That's from late in the game, that's the tower in the sky, the evil tower. You see it in the intro, but then when you play the game, it's like maybe 15, 20 hours into it, depending on how fast you are, I guess. Okay, well, uh, fun selection. Oh, thank you. That one was tough. That one took a lot of research to... Uh, to pick out the songs. Oh god, but, uh, he's got like, how many songs in that thing? There's a lot of games, yeah. Probably hundreds of songs in, yeah, in the I'm, collection. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, but I, it helped to focus on the NES uh, games. Crystalis, of course, doesn't is an NES exclusive, one of the only ones SNK ever made, but uh, yeah, the others are, are arcade down conversions that are maybe historical curiosities at this point, which is what that package is all about. Cool. Third game. Yeah.
I'm we kind of talked over the, the, this. We should have saved it for uh, the interstitial, but uh, thank you for choosing this game if it's the game I think it is because I meant to play this and <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that I took it off a list somewhere uh, to make room for someone else's request. And this is one I was a little surprised that this was still up for grabs. So I'm very, I'm very glad I get the chance to come here and play it for you. I, for all I know, I took it off to save it for you. Oh, uh, it's quite possible. It is, that is possible. It is very possible. <laughs> Harpsichord, yes. <laughs> okay. All right, what's um, the question here? The hint question, what unusual conversion was applied to this game's soundtrack during localization for the West? Yeah, well, okay. Yeah, that's why I was surprised by the first song when you chose it. Mm -hmm. it sounded too good. Too good to be true? Yeah.
So Johnny, I think you're cheating here, and I'll I'll allow it. So I do remember now why I wound up not using this game is because I realized that at least in North America, they this is a 3DS port of Dragon Quest VIII. And, Correct. And in Journey North of the America, Cursed King, uh, <laughs> and uh, I believe at least in North America they went back to the MIDI-based stuff, which is what the original PlayStation 2 game had in Japan. And in Japan, or North America, for the original release in North America, or maybe it was an international release in general, they fully orchestrated it. And that's the version I know. But I don't think the 3DS game in North America has orchestrated music. And we use North American releases here, sir, on this podcast. Well, this, otherwise, this game uh, disclosed. So this game was released in North America, <laughs> and you are correct that <laughs> Crystalis was a loophole. This is a cheat this in the sense that I am playing the Japanese soundtrack to this yeah. game. That, and I think it's fine because anyone who played the English version would recognize these. They would just think, wow, these sound better than I remember. And it would be a crime to play oh, MIDI down rated versions of the same music when this is out here. I, I agree, but that is why I played that. Yeah, and this is, frankly, this is the reason I haven't bought the game, uh, th- the 3DS version, as much as I would love to play through Dragon Quest VIII again. Um, I've bought. I think every portable Dragon Quest they've ever released in, in English, except this one, in part because I already played it on, on PS2 like you did way back in the day. But yeah, you're right. I mean, you're I mean, you're you're the expert. You're right on every front here. Um, the soundtrack in Japan on PS2 when this game originally came out in I think 2007 or so. No, 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 no. I don't six, know. Two thousand six, seven. No, maybe it was a well, actually maybe it, earlier. This might have been more like two thousand. In North America was a late release. I don't know when it came out in Japan. Well, always, always a couple years later yeah. for us. Yeah, but yeah, when it, the original release of Dragon Quest VIII in Japan had a MIDI soundtrack and I believe no voice acting either. And when they brought it to America, uh, Enix at the time, Square Enix, I should say, they I think that was the first time. The first Dragon Quest after Square and Enix merged, I think you're right. they put a lot of money into it. They made a big push to try to get Dragon. It was the first time a Dragon Quest game had come out in in the West since four, which was like 1992, probably. So it had been quite a while, and um, so they put a lot of money into it, and they recorded voice acting for all the characters, and they reorchestr they orchestrated Beautiful. all the music. Absolutely Beautiful. incredible. And soundtrack. the voice acting was great too. It was. I, I think I, I was great. Dragon Quest Eight was my favorite Dragon Quest until Eleven, which is um, uh, which is I'm playing now, and that game is coming to Switch eventually. It'll be very interesting to see what they do with the music. Um, uh, Dragon Quest Eleven has MIDI music, which does not sound that great, to be honest with you. And I often turn it off or turn it down and listen to something else because I've been playing it for a hundred hours now, and I'm just kind of tired of it. Um, so I'm I'm very hopeful that um, that the Switch version might might have better. But um, but yeah, for the 3DS version. The Japanese release had the orchestrated music from the American PS2 version, and then when, like, three years later, when they finally brought Dragon Quest VIII for 3DS over to the West, they stripped out the orchestral music that they had added for America all those years ago, and instead um, put in MIDI versions. And the reason for this is somewhat mysterious. It may be due to rights issues, it may with the Tokyo Orchestra who, who played it, it may be due to space issues because it, you know, 3DS oh, sure. game cards are limited in storage and maybe they wanted to save some money and put it on a smaller memory format. So 
who knows, for whatever reason, the American Western version of Dragon Quest VIII on 3DS doesn't sound as good as what you just heard. So you're welcome, everyone. And maybe if you're a fan of the series or if you're just interested, maybe look online and, and find the orchestral versions. They are well worth it. Obviously, I think the music in this whole franchise is great, but this this game in particular, I thought the orchestral arrangements were so lush and beautiful and just, they sound just different than what you hear in any other video game. Yeah, really. I mean, I'd say maybe Nino Kuni tried to evoke kind of the same. Yeah, but that's a um, Joe Hisashi like uh, it's a different composer, kind of a different style. This is more medieval, I mean, with the harpsichord. You yeah. know, it's more like Victorian or whatever. Um, but yeah, they definitely go. It's it's all Japanese music that is done in a very traditional European style, and I just think it sounds yeah. superb. But, but as for the game itself. Um, and I've played a couple of Dragon Quest games. I've really burned out RPGs since then for various reasons I've already discussed on the show before. But uh, Dragon Quest VIII was kind of my first real Dragon Quest game. I mean, I think I played like one and two on the Game Boy, and it was mm-hmm. I probably got through most of it. It was all very blurry in my head or something. Yeah. This was like you know went from that basically to this. On, on I actually think I played on a PS3. So there was up conversion, but I mean, it's a very pretty PS2 game. It is, yeah. So beautiful, looks beautiful. Uh, the art style really works well. Um, and the 3DS conversion or port, I should say, um, by all accounts, is great. Like they, I think they actually improved the performance between the original Japanese release and when they brought it to the West. They just downgraded the music, which was really a shame. But by all accounts, it runs great. It's packed with content. It's a long oh, yeah. game. It's very pretty. It plays really well. Uh, like I said, I haven't messed with the 3DS version, but Dragon Quest VIII is, to me, and I've played all of them except ten, which is which is of the MMO mm. online game that is only in Japan. Other than that, I've played them all. I've, I think I've beaten them all. Um, That's an accomplishment because oh, the, these games are long. I have been I'm a fan a, since I was five years old. Yeah, so I, I, you I know, I played probably eighty hours on this, and yeah. I did not do any post game stuff. And I'm sure there's tons oh, of stuff I didn't. There see. is, and the post game is great. Yeah, well, you know, I'm not going to dust off my old save file and try to figure out how to play the damn game. Understandable, yet. but yeah. uh, um, you know, I had had my fill. Well. I, again, I've been thinking about Dragon Quest VIII lately because Eleven, which I've been playing on PS4, it is a very direct successor to Eight, and so I think if people uh, played Eight way back in the day on PlayStation, or if they've been playing the 3DS version, if you want a, a, a touchstone for what Dragon Quest Eleven is going to be like when it comes out on Switch, we actually don't know much about that version. They've never shown it up to this point, even though I think it was the first Switch game confirmed <laughs> years ago. Um, so they Square Enix says there's it's still coming. Um, it's 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 called Dragon Quest Eleven S, and uh, we do, again it's still a mystery right now. But if you want to know what the bulk of the game is going to be like, Dragon Quest Eight is a great touch uh, touchstone for that because it is very similar in pretty much every way, and I think it captures the feel of Eight better than um, certainly better than Dragon Quest Nine did on the DS. Um, or the remakes, you know, dra- the remakes for 3DS of Dragon Quest Seven, or the DS remakes of Four, Five, Six, mm. all great. I actually I recommend all of them. I like all of them. I played all of them, um, but none of them approach the sort of s- the scale and the grandeur of Eight, the production value. And Eleven finally does that, and it brings it into HD, and it adds some modern conveniences and some quality of life upgrades. I mean, 
still Dragon Quest. It's very old-fashioned in a lot of ways, but um, but it, they, they've, they've updated it in, in, in a few ways, and um, it's an exceptional game. I love Dragon Quest XI, and I can't wait for it to come to Switch. So get hype, and uh, if you can't wait, and you didn't check out Dragon Quest VIII on 3DS, maybe you should. Well, what, syst- what systems is Eleven out on? 11 is only out on PlayStation and PC, I think. Okay. Um, yeah. So, I... But one day it's coming... Console exclusive! One day it's coming to Switch. That's what they tell us. Uh, it'll be... It's a, it's a, it's a massive game, so it'll be really impressive to, to see them do that on, uh, on Switch. They might. Well, you said it's already mini music? Um... It is currently MIDI music, yeah, on, on the PS4, um, which is a shame. So I'm still hopeful they're going to do it. They're going to do it the I mean, right people way. People use the term MIDI music. I mean, you can have synthesized instruments that sound pretty darn good. You can. Lots of it, Nintendo games do that. Yeah, it's high quality, high quality. MIDI, but it's. I mean, it for the kind of music that they that they do in Dragon Quest, I think having a real orchestra makes all the difference. Okay. Just like in Zelda, you mm-hmm. know, it's it's worth it. I've played at least a little bit of this game. It sounds awfully familiar. Um, I'll just. That's quite possible. I'll, I'll leave that as it is to not <laughs> give any more hints. I'll just warn you this next one is uh, a sh- it's on a short loop, and I would challenge everyone to listen as long as you can. As long as you can stay. This is like the bubble bobble song here.
It's definitely in that vein. It is. That song is, I think it's kind of an earworm, but yeah, it is just pure tension. There's nothing to it. It's just tension. It's great. I, uh, while I was doing research and prepping for the show, I sort of accidentally left it on in the background for like two or three minutes and I started to just see red and just wanted to kill things after a while. So just be cautious with that song. Okay, uh, what's the hint question, Johnny? The hint question here. What portable collection first brought the original arcade version of this game to the West under the title of Rainbow Bell? Ooh, well that definitely confirms which game this is to me, although I never heard that reference before. All right, here we go. too easy i, I this bet has this to is be, this has to be twin b and i it is and, and the only reason i know this is because it just came out on the nes it uh, did yeah on the whatever they call the switch the online, switch online thing. NES yeah. thing. And so i played it for all like 10 minutes and right. said yep another game i can't play well okay <laughs> uh, but whatever that name is you said like the rainbow bell thing that's very mm-hmm. descriptive of the power up uh, yeah. in, in this game it's really weird you gotta like hit it until it changes colors and mm-hmm. then grab it mm-hmm. Really weird. It's and distracting, which is yeah. good. It's a risk-reward thing. Yeah. yeah, I keep dying trying to go for it. Yeah, um, so Twin B's a vertical shoot 'em up um, kind of cute version of it. Um, that, uh, yeah, um, very colorful, um, interesting details in the backgrounds. Yeah. Which I, I guess sort of, like, you can, like, bomb certain aspects of the background. I don't yeah. know if that becomes a bigger deal later in the game. I, I'm not sure. It's a Xevious clone, right? So it's um, this is a popular style in the in the mid-80s in Japan where they had these vertical scrolling shooters where you could shoot your bullets at things in the foreground, but then there's like a background layer with certain things that you can drop bombs or grenades and mm. blow them up as you go by, and that's often how you find power-ups and secrets. Um, but yeah, Twin B, uh, I, I messed around with it. You know, the... I believe this is um, the um, the NES online service. I believe is the first time the game's really been accessible to us in the West, other than maybe there was a virtual console, um, you know, region crossover mm. thing that I skipped out on because 
why would I go spend money on Twinbee? Yeah, but exactly. uh, it's actually a pretty neat little game. I, I enjoyed my time with it. I'm going to have to go back and, and mess around with it some more. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's it's not super special, doesn't seem to me. Maybe it yeah. is to some people, but it does, nothing about it really stands out other than I think the two-player mode, which maybe we should check out sometime. Um, the two-player mode on on Twinbee, like, it changes the mechanics of the game quite a bit, because you're playing simultaneously, and your oh, shots really? interact with each other, so there's certain kinds of attacks and tactics that you can, you know, that you can deploy in two-player that are not possible when you play That's solo. That's cool, I'm not sure I'm sophisticated enough at, at the top-down shooter to ever actually make use of that, uh, but... you know, we should mess with it. Yeah, we'll mess with yeah, it. Yeah, um, it's online, so it'll be, it'll be easy. Um, so the answer to the, the hint question, what portable collection first brought the original arcade version of this game to the West under the title of Rainbow Bell? I don't know. This is probably like a Hudson game, but I have no idea. This is Konami. This is so, Konami. yeah, okay. Twinbee is a Konami thing. It's in uh, YY Racers, if you remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Konami Crazy yeah, Racers, yeah. things like that. All right, so um, the collection was called Konami Classic Series Arcade Hits for the Nintendo DS back in 2007. Hmm. That was the first, uh, I believe that was the first time Twinbee in any form was playable in the West. Um, that was the that was the arcade version. Um, but now we have the NES version. Cool. That all of us here in America at least can play on NES Online. Anyone can. It's region free, right? So you pay for your subscription. That's true, you yes. Can, you man, can... I play the Japanese version of so I check out the Japanese version of Metro just to have different music, oh, slightly cool. better music. And I didn't even know you could do I that. I never uh, checked it out before. I was like, yeah, okay, I'll just, I'll just load that on up nice. and check it out. All right. All right, well, uh, I mean, I don't want to see how Twin Media it's, no, it's, sort of, it's, it's a, what it is. And it's a neat game, though. I I would say if you've for, got if you've got the Switch Online service, you should check it out. You know, about the Switch Online service, I mean, I I, I kind of poo pooed it. I mean, it's just NES games all, but the fact that you don't have to invest five dollars means that some of these games that I would never have checked out, I, I am at least able to just sort of yeah. sample. I, I think there is value in that. I played Mighty Bomb Jack. And I did too. I don't it's think weird. I don't think it's a great game, but it is fun and unusual it's you know? yeah it's, it's worth well, a few minutes at least to check out and see absolutely. what it's like and, right and just i mean yeah some people just bought tons of shit on virtual console but not i mean i didn't do that so, i did <laughs> um you did but you still didn't buy everything right so no, right yeah um i i, I think you know people say oh there's a bunch of games or throwaway games i'll check out there are historical curiosities at a minimum yeah. I, I think so far they haven't other than maybe some of the black box games, I think they've been pretty good at picking games that are at least mm -hmm. um, and they're doing, interesting in some way. They're doing interesting versions of like, you know, there's a version of Gradius now where you can go to like level six and be fully powered up. So you can just sort of skip oh, yeah. towards the end of the game and get a sense of what it's like over there. Um, and because they power you up, you know, you can kind of go in feeling like, oh, maybe I've got a chance. Right. You probably don't have a chance. It's still I super hard. I saved State of the Shit out of that ah. game. So I got to see it because I had never gotten anywhere in Gradius before. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? I just want to check it out. So I did do that. And I have no shame. Yeah. And, and no, totally Gra cheesing. Gradius is not a fair game. No. Not so. by, I, even if you know what you're doing, I don't know that you can get yeah. past it in a second. It's brutal. Yeah. So, uh,. Anyway, yeah, I'm pretty pleased with what they're doing with NES Online so far. Especially, they've added a pretty good number of games post-launch, and if they keep up the pace there, 
then and they and they're so far they're not cycling out older games mm -hmm. i don't know if that will happen in, at some point in the future but if they just keep adding more to it at this pace there's gonna be a lot of games on there yeah. you know a year from now and that will be a really interesting uh selection and and at that point it, I think it I mean it already does feel a little bit like Netflix for NES games you just kind of have this big menu and you just scroll through and pick what you want and boom you're playing um, that is very appealing in the abstract I just I still have a lot of skepticism about whether Nintendo is gonna get there with it yeah. but so far so good yeah. you know uh, it's a pretty cool service I have not even messed with the online functionality that I they've added to all this either. stuff yeah. but uh, I think I think I would I think it will be soon Okay, one last game. Yes, see sir. if I can go five for five. Okay. I, you must just be choosing relatively easy games because I'm, I'm just picking for you. That's you're picking the thing. things you think I can figure yes. out. Yes, so. yes. Yeah. I'm sure you're doing much better than the people at home. All right, well, but if it's catered to me, is it really fair? <laughs> it's not about fair. <laughs> I'm here to make a show. All right. Fifth game.
Are you sure there aren't like three songs playing at once right there? <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm sure. Uh, I mean, the style sounds vaguely familiar. I feel like this is something I definitely could figure out, but hmm. uh, I don't have it yet. I have a couple of thoughts, but they're all games that don't make any sense right now. So, okay. Um, yeah, let's, let's see if the next one helps me.
very pretty and very different from the first song. Yeah, I wanted to throw you a, a curveball there. Yeah. All right. So question might help me here. I've got a few thoughts, but they're okay. What unusually punctuated predecessor predecessor to this game was a PS3 exclusive? Okay, that that does help. That gets rid of at least one of my potential guesses. Certainly creepy enough. Maybe um, one of the voices in the background whispered the title of this game to you. I, I didn't. Yeah, well, there are a lot of whispers there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, it's weird because my the first after the first song, like my guesses were everywhere from like games I know we've already used, like Link Between Worlds, to mm. um, like I don't know Bayonetta kind of stuff. I don't. I don't know. But um, given how creepy this is, it's clearly kind of a, a creepy game. Um, and every other game has been in some way, shape, or form a re-release of something. Um, so I'm going to go with Dark Souls Remastered. You think I would show up with a theme? Yeah, well, I would do think you would show up with a theme. You're correct again. Oh my god. Five for five. Right. It's This is Dark Souls uh, Remastered, also now available on the Switch. So yeah, my, my theme was basically ports and remasters of things that... Maybe used to not be on Nintendo platforms, but now are. Sure, I'm glad I refreshed my memory on some of the list the list of Switch games before <laughs> this, this thing because I, I probably wouldn't be able to pull some of these names out of my head. 
Yeah. But uh, yeah, Dark Souls Remastered. That's not a game I've checked out yet. I... Me neither. Um, I'm actually I'm a, kind of waiting to see if they're going to do a little bit more tweaking on the performance for the Switch version. Um, I'd love to see them get to 60 frames per second, but that may not be possible on the hardware. But um, well, didn't that game? Um, aren't there certain spots in that game that are like notoriously oh, yeah. bad? Yeah, but the whole point of the remaster was they ironed that stuff out. And I think even on Switch, the overall performance is smoother than the original uh, version of Dark Souls. But it's not as good as on the PS4 and Xbox sure. and PC. It's so also portable, though. Um, it is portable, yes. That's a pretty major trade-off. Um, Dark Souls is a big game. Um, it's actually one of the only games in this whole franchise uh, that uh, From Software has been developing over the, the last several years that I have not played. I've played um, the one before it, and I've played Dark Souls 2 and 3 and Bloodborne. So I've mm. played a lot of these games, but I've never played the big kahuna, the first Dark Souls, which most people seem to think is the best one. So, um, Am I weird for thinking? Whenever I hear From Software, I just think of like stupid card-based RPG games. I think of mech games. Oh, I mean, did they make a few of those like, card-based things back in the GameCube era or something? I wouldn't... Oh, yes, they made Lost Kingdoms 1 and 2. Yeah, so I get, yes. I guess that's when I first found out about them was in mm-hmm. that era, and so it's kind of weird, but that's yeah. my misplaced touchstone for From... That's not the most famous game or no, series. No, they... Uh, <laughs> they I mean, they were famous. They were kind of, I kind of like mid-level famous for a lot of weird, different things uh, for a long time. But then once Dark Souls dropped, that's that's their masterpiece. That's what they'll be known for forever. I'm sure from this point on. Um, but Dark Souls was not the first game of its kind. Its predecessor, per the hint question, um, PS3 exclusive, unusual punctuation. What would that be? That I don't know the answer to. Alright, so that game is called Demon's Souls. It's spelled demon apostrophe S, souls. So one demon has multiple souls, I guess. I don't know. Demon's demon apostrophe S, souls. Yes. <laughs> yes. What? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so... Demon's Crest. Demon's Souls, yes. Um... And it, and it is very similar. Dark Souls definitely seems refined in a, in a few different ways. And uh, and very notably, it was also released on Xbox 360, which I think was a huge factor in its success. Because um, mm. this this all came out at a time when PS3 was not that popular. Um, so, uh, yeah. Anyway, Dark Souls Remastered. It is on Switch now. Um, it even has its own amiibo, which I think is great. I would love to see some reference making into Smash Brothers, but I'm not holding my breath there. But uh, I am probably going to check this out at some point. Because, um, yeah, I like these games. They are hard, but they are really exciting to dig your teeth into because the worlds are big and they're very well designed and there's, they're full of surprises. Not just the bad kind where a monster jumps out at you, but like treasure chests and weird nooks and crannies and shortcuts and things like that. Um, they're really fun places to explore. Um, you just have to be okay doing it slowly because you got to be cautious uh, in Dark Souls. Yes, you you will get torn up pretty quickly. As it's someone not, who's not a fan of stealth games, I don't know. That it's not gonna... stealth so much. It's more just like playing cautiously. You know, you can stealth a little bit sometimes because um, the enemies are not very smart in a lot of cases, but. Yeah, mostly it's you're gonna need to go through a lot of these enemies. It's just a question of doing 
doing it one or two at a time, preferably, and not just charging in there and getting everyone's attention. Um, and one of the cool things about it is also using the environment as part of combat. So like, there's a lot of line of sight going on. There, you can push and kick enemies off of ledges to kill them. You can. This is based on your experience in the sequel. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're really fun, and like I said, Dark Souls um, seems to be the most popular, especially for the world design. It's a very interconnected world. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of open up shortcuts later in the game that let you, that bring you back to earlier areas and kind of give you more access to explore places that might have been hard to get to before, things like that. So, and it's it's kind of non-linear. There's a lot of choices and in what order to do things, some better than others. So, I'm very curious to check it out. But yeah, I, I thought the soundtrack was interesting. The second um, song there, the piano um, melody, is indicative of quite a few songs on the soundtrack. And I was surprised to find in doing some research for this that there is like a weird subculture of relaxing Dark Souls music that you can find <laughs> on YouTube. There's a lot of mixes. Um, there's like an hour-long mix where someone has taken various relaxing uh, songs from the soundtrack and mix them with ambient noises like animal sounds and things so you can kind of put put up your virtual fireplace with Dark Souls music uh, that's a thing I guess that people do um, but yeah I mean having played other Dark Souls games there are definitely moments where they want you to feel they want to let you know that that you're kind of in relative safety or sometimes you're in places where you're definitely not safe but they want to establish sort of a, a mood of this is you know this is not a place where everyone's looking out to ambush you or something the enemies are just sort of milling around doing their own thing and you're intruding upon them and so some some of the areas do have sort of a tranquil vibe to them that you're disturbing mm. um, so they can kind of use that to amp up the kind of horror creepiness uh, of the game as well it's good stuff. Yep. All right. Well, Johnny, thank you for putting together this lineup. And thank you for and, guessing and, all the games correctly. You know, when you're like tailoring it to me, it's, <laughs> I, I mean, it's weird that you tailor. I mean, it's, the, the hint questions help too. I mean, sure. So, supposed I mean, to. G- given that I only played maybe half of the stuff in this in any capacity, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Did better than the cannoli game. Yeah, right. <laughs> I wanted to put things on there I thought you'd have at least a shot at, and of course, you made up the rest. So, good job. Thank you. Thanks for having me back, Mike. Oh, this was fun. Pleasure. We'll uh, do it again sometime. Okay. Soonish. Uh, I hope so. Yeah. I love radio trivia. I know. you. It's like, always good to be you, on You founded it. Well, you know, <laughs> we did it together. Um... But yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a lot of work to put all this together for sure. Um, yes. But I'm glad we were able to do it. All right, thank you so much. All right. And uh, if you have requests, I know we didn't do any listener requests this time because Johnny doesn't have access to the, <laughs> I don't know my what. archive of listener requests. Right. Um, it's possible that you've used a game on on that someone requests that I I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, if you have requests, you can send them to TYP at NintendoWorldReport.com. Please do check the list in the forums. Uh, I, I try to update it after every posting of a, of a new episode. I'm not always uh, good at doing that, but it's usually pretty current. Mm-hmm. Uh, so check that if, if there's a game you want that I haven't used yet. Uh, send an email. You know, I've got a huge backlog, but I, I, I pick from all over my list. I don't just pick from the, bo- you know, the bottom of the pile or anything. So. Mm-hmm. Um, send them in uh, and uh, you know give a request for a song in particular if you like you know that kind of stuff it's all good 
Um, with that, uh, thank you very much, Johnny. Uh, is there anything you want to plug, or you're not really doing much these days? You're busy with life. I'm so. pretty busy with life. Um, I'm excited for RFN 600, but it's probably happened by the time anybody yeah. hears this. So go listen to that. I'm yeah. up there talking Maybe punch out. We're talking punch out, which. Other than that, um, yeah, just excited for Smash. Yeah, it's coming up. It's... You and I will we'll have to play we, yeah, we'll, some we'll, of that. We'll play. Yeah, we'll do it. Lots of good music in Smash. Always is. Yeah. I'm going to be carrying my Switch around like an iPod. If we just add more to that playlist at this point, it's yeah. just pile on top. 900 songs or something. God, yeah. <laughs> Hi. Bye, everybody. When I said, oh, I, I have to put this harpsichord music on the podcast. <laughs> it's slow, so floral. Oh. Luminous Remastered is copyright 2018 Enhanced Resonair and Dynamco. SNK 40th Anniversary Collection is copyright 2018 SNK Corporation. Dragon Quest VIII Journey of the Cursed King is copyright 2004-2017 Armor Project Bird Studio Square Enix Koichi Tsukiyama. Twin B is copyright 1986 Konami. Dark Souls Remastered is copyright 2011 to 2018 from Software Bandai Namco. This isn't really happening. <laughs> Yeah.